So I went to go see her at um, center stage. And I remember like this group of people that came in in the beginning of the show and they all had cameras and they all had these little stickers and they were all like taking photos and stuff. And I was like, oh, they get to like bring their camera and like, I can't. Because if you try to bring a camera to a concert, they're like, oh, no professional cameras allowed, like not a thing. So, and they make you like take it back to your car and stuff like that, unless you have like a pass to do that. So these people come in and they're like in the front and they're like taking photos and then they leave and then they go back into the crowd. And I remember specifically like there was a dude like next to me and he was taking pictures. And then I was like, what is this? And how can I like be a part of this? That was Diana Elise. You're listening to the As They Say podcast. And my name is Bjorn. Thank you very much for being here today. It is a pleasure. Eight years ago, I moved with my family to Germany. And this year, I started this podcast during a pandemic regarding COVID-19. Together with my brother, we actually started interviewing. The first guest was Californs, a dear friend. And then it went right into interviewing the NGO founder of a Ugandan orphanage. And it from there on, I just realized that I'm hooked and I really enjoy these conversations and I like sharing these conversations and learning from them. Today, I would like to introduce you to a creative genius, a very talented artist. She is doing filmmaking, photography, content creation. She turned a hobby, which was early on just picking up a camera and turning it into working with rock bands at venues like Center Stage and working with music promoters as the Masquerade here in Atlanta and working with artists as Maggie Schneider, the Glimmers Band, as well as other bands. Most of them, if you look at the music video, if you look at her Instagram account, Diana X Elise, you can see it's very high tense energy. Why? Because it's hard rock music. And all the pictures she creates these are these beautiful collages with different colors and just really interactive. And so you can tell I'm a big fan. However, this conversation is also about what it's like being a creative person during a pandemic. And generally what it's like having doubts putting your work out there. That's one of the topics. It's also about what it's like being in the pit. And if you know what it means, good for you. If if you don't, I was in the same boat. So stay tuned and you'll find out what the pit is. For reference, Diana and I took a class early on this year or in the fall of 2019 in intercultural communication. And we both sat next to one another. So we already have an obviously an idea of who we are. So with this conversation that you're about to listen to, I think we have a better understanding of who we are. And um, I'm very excited to introduce you to Diana Elise. Well, well, Bjorn. Well, Bjorn. What's his name? Bjorn. As they say. Keep it simple. Well, Bjorn. As they say. As they say. You know, one of the ones that always makes me laugh. As they say. 
it would probably be hike your own hike. It's true though. <laughs> well, Bjorn, as they say, kind of just means willy nilly. As they say, Bjorn, can you John Hancock this? As they say, don't get all up in your wool. I'm right there with you, Bjorn. Ohne Moos nichts los. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of the English word. I can't think of it. <laughs> as they say. Oh, okay. It's Gummya. Oh, Bjorn. Experienced is what you get. Mm. As they say. They. As they say. Well, Bjorn. Thank you for being here. You're listening to the As I Say podcast. Like, I always place you in, like, okay, I think Dominican, Cuban, or Puerto Rico. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm Puerto Rican for sure. And then I'm like, I'm here in Kennesaw. That's where my family's at and everything. And okay. occasionally I'll go out to like Orlando and ah. I'll be in Florida every now and then to like go visit my girlfriend and stuff like that. But Oh, your girlfriend is not with you. Yeah, it's a long distance thing. Oh, that's difficult, isn't it right now? It is. Yeah. I mean, it's still like the same as far as like COVID goes. Like we used to just see each other like once a month and it's like a lot of FaceTiming and stuff. But um, I mean, we were still visiting each other during like the beginning of all this too. So. Oh, okay. That, that's good. What, how, I mean, that was such a strange time when, so this started in spring and you still had a, had a course and we, we had a course together in the fall, right? Or was it in the spring? I want to say it was the spring because this semester is technically the fall. Right. Yeah. And, and it seems and so long ago. I know. It really does. It almost like it seems long ago, but it also seems like it was like not that long ago at the same time. But yeah, no, that was the fall. That was the fall. But that was so strange, that transition into summer. It was kind of great. And then also just very weird yeah it was super weird i don't even remember how that class ended actually i remember us doing like um like those little like uh like our projects you know like the video uh -huh. projects yeah and, and that's it i don't really remember how, <laughs> i don't really remember that class ending and how we ended it yeah but just for reference this was a, a interpersonal communication class so the the projects with the videos and that yours was really cool you did the like um the typography typography thing, thing yeah. and i just did like a powerpoint or something with commentary <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. but yeah i think that was like one of the ending projects but uh the class i actually really liked because i loved when they invited guests and they called called us out on stereotypes oh yeah no i loved that too that was really cool like in the moment i was like because they give you these letters and then they say they give you all these different um i think groups of like religions and races and whatever and yeah like and identities it was all about like identity mm. yeah and like the stereotypes that people have about those identities like black people and yeah. muslim people and like boys and girls it was like everything but yeah 
Yeah, and was what was great too though was that our class was pretty mixed in uh like in race and religion and sexuality. And mm -hmm. so and when they when everyone the uh, people they we had to write down our first three thoughts or something about each group or something and then they read what we said basically not like saying like hey diana or bjorn said this but like it was just kind of like no one knew who said what and then everyone like it was just interesting to see because it was very diverse and then so it's interesting to see how everyone perceives one another i know and it got really deep too like i don't know if you remember but i don't remember her name but there was this girl and she sat like on the other side of the classroom and she was talking about i think just like being mexican or something or being hispanic and she just started crying yeah i can't believe this is what people think about me and i was like wow yeah it was, it was very hard hit. it was definitely very hard hitting but anyways that's the class where we had to introduce you were my group partner for pretty much the whole like whole three quarters of the semester but yeah. um and we had to introduce one another uh -huh. over social media and we kind of had to stalk stalk each other and now i had to stalk you again yeah <laughs> yeah i never thought about that <laughs> uh what so from what i remember um i introduced you basically it was all like obviously we didn't know each other really and then i just had to see each other what our social media tells but you you didn't have me as a partner i had you yeah um but like from what i remember it was just um looking looking into social media and your instagram and everything your presence seemed very just like low-key and everything and like yeah. and then you go on social media and it's like rock bands and like <laughs> sick music videos and like um just like you're very creative and 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 um you are very out there with your uh like you're very um very much yourself and then so that was that was like my first impression of you, I think. And uh, I just was like, whoa, I have this badass sitting next to me. <laughs> well, I'm glad that I came off that way. I really do. I feel like so nerdy and like I never know what I'm doing half the time. Like, <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I'm trying to like my presence on social media is like super low key. And I'm trying to like post more and get into that more I like I went to a show and I used to like be in a band like forever ago mm -hmm. and so I went to a show to go like shoot the show and I ran into this dude that uh used to be friends with back in like the day when I was doing the music thing and he like manages bands and goes out to shows and like scouts people to see like if they have potential and anyway, he was like, I really like what you're doing with the video and photo stuff. And like, you should really post less about your girlfriend and like more about like photography and video and stuff. And I was like, uh, thanks for the backhand compliment, bro. But like, <laughs> but it wasn't like, it wasn't like a rude thing, but it made me think about like, you know, what? I really need to post more because I get so like in my head about like, being vulnerable with something that I created mm -hmm. and then like being judged by like other people like 
I look at people's photos and sometimes I'm like, eh, that's kind of like whatever. <laughs> and then like, I don't want to post a photo and then somebody be like, eh, Diana could have did better. You know, I like think about that like too much. And then it like, it makes me like feel weird about posting too much and what people are going to think. So. But it's also like in, in like the creative, creative uh, world and you're very much into it and you work with creative people um, uh, doing, doing, you know, you, you work with make different types of creative people. You also have coffee. Do you have coffee? Yes, I need it. This is only my first cup. So Same. Um, <laughs> I'm probably going to have like at least two or three. That's great. Uh, and, but, but with anything that you create, I think it's just so my first, my fear was like, when I interviewed the first people was like, interviewing and talking obviously like preparing and then also not over preparing because you want to leave some room for flexibility but then or spontaneity and so then next thing is posting and letting people know i'm doing this and that was so scary to me like it was such a wall because to me then i got into my head and was like everyone's doing podcasts and what do you think you're doing i was like right. it was like to me it's just like fun like it started during the pandemic uh-huh. and then i was like I love talking to people. On different uh-huh. of people. <laughs> yeah, no, like I totally love that you're doing this. And like, it's very inspiring because like, I want to do like the YouTube route. And so mm-hmm. like, I go through that whole like imposter syndrome thing where it's like, oh, well, what do I know? Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm not anything compared to like these big time YouTubers, like the Peter McKinnons out there and stuff like uh-huh. that. Oh, so, that guy is sick. I love him. And it's like, he's <laughs> the goat. Like he's the best of the best. So it's like, what am I doing? You know? So like, that's the goal, but it's like breaking that whole like barrier of being like, you're not good enough. and thinking like, I am good enough. I can do it. I know more than like the average person. So yeah. I like, I think it's always so cool to see someone who does this, what you do throughout college, like you kind of like follow your hobby and what, not just hobby, but it actually, you know, turn into uh, like actually paid jobs. Right. So it's a, it's a real thing and it's, and you take it serious and other people take it serious. And, and just, I mean, looking at your Instagram, yes, it would be sick if you could um, like post more, but don't, don't think of like, oh, these people are judging me because I do what I love. <laughs> right, right. I know, and, it's, so, it's like the whole um, like self-doubt thing just like really messes. I think it's like a big thing with creative people too, but mm-hmm. like it really messes with my head. It's like, yeah, just do and, it. And especially now, like if you're inside with the pandemic and you're right. isolating, you get so in your head. <laughs> right 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 but I think, uh, I think it definitely came with like getting older too because I know when I was like in high school and like 18 I was like screw it I'll do whatever I want like if I want to post this I'm gonna post this and mm-hmm. whatever but yeah yeah to go back to now um or to go back to like understand you where you're right now mm-hmm. how how did it all start like how did it all start uh, for you to get into the music scene? Did you always want to do like filmmaking photography or did it happen organically or was there 
Yeah, what was like a moment for you that said, okay, I want to actually give this a go? Yeah, um, so like I said before, I was in a band and that was kind of like my main thing. I like took a, I like graduated high school and then like took a break from school to do the music thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I always like, I had a camera um, because I wanted to do YouTube videos. So like mm -hmm. this YouTube thing was like from the beginning of like high school. So I started uh. a YouTube channel kind of doing like vlog stuff with my band and just like whatever I was doing that day. And I was posting cause I was like, whatever. And, um, and then when the, like the band thing started to like, uh, like fade away and stuff. Like I started to care less and the dude started to care less. And, um, I wanted to go back to school and everything. I still wanted to play with my camera. And I was at the time too, I was also like getting into shooting weddings and doing like little gigs here and there just to like see what I was into. So like I tried shooting like videos for businesses and then just taking pictures of my friends and like just making you, whatever. Do you remember the first business you did? It was for my grandpa. He like, uh, he does this, he works for like this medical company and like, they have this machine that like helps, uh, I think it helps with um, something with the heart. Okay. And yeah, it's super like over my head. I was just like <laughs> their compressor cord and they were just talking about this machine. But like, yeah, that was extremely boring. And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely not getting into that. Cause that's like a really good field to be in. Uh -huh. But yeah, super boring. <laughs> <laughs> So I was not into that at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I went to a concert. I went to go see Tori Kelly. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, I heard okay. of her. So I went to go see her at um, Center Stage. Mm -hmm. And I remember like this group of people that came in in the beginning of the show. And they all had cameras. And they all had these little stickers. And they were all like taking photos and stuff. And I was like, oh, they get to like bring their camera and like, I can't because if you try to bring a camera to a concert, they're like, oh, no professional cameras allowed, like not a thing. Uh. So, and they make you like take it back to your car and stuff like that, unless you have like a pass to do that. So these people come in and they're like in the front and they're like taking photos and then they leave and then they go back into the crowd. And I remember specifically, like there was a dude like next to me and he was taking pictures and then I was like, what is this? And how can I like be a part yeah. of this? How can I get away from the medical equipment and closer to like <laughs> drums and hard rock music and loud music and wild people? Right. Cause I love, I still love music. I still play like the guitar and everything. So I like want it and I love going to shows. So I was like, how can I like do photography something that I'm super passionate about and then bring music into that another thing that I'm super passionate about so like I figured out like I think I like YouTube did or something like how to take photos at concerts or how to be a concert photographer and it was literally as simple as being like reach out to the band manager email them if they say yeah you can have a pass then you like give them your information and then you go to the venue and be like hey my name is Diana. I'm on the list, which uh -huh. is like a cool thing to say. And then they I'm give on you, the list. I'm on the list. And then, <laughs> and then they give you the sticker and then you're good. And then you can like, but you shoot like the first three songs 
and then inside the little pit area like where the stage is and then they have like the mm-hmm. little pit and then um yeah and then after those first three songs are done then you get to go out into the crowd and just like take whatever you can from the crowd oh that's so, so cool yeah so i shot my first show was at the masquerade ah the masquerade okay was yeah. that was maggie schneider no that was like i think my second i think that was like my second or third show because the first one it was like this rapper his name was uh son real or son real i don't even really know him mm-hmm. i was like let me see how many people i can get yeah and so he said yes so I went and I shot him and I was like, oh, this is awesome. I get to go to a free concert. Like, this is sick. And then a little bit after, like, I started reaching out to local bands and I started shooting a couple local bands. And then at that point, I reached out to Maggie. And I already knew Maggie because, like, she and I, like, played shows together. Oh, great. Yeah. But but when when you actually made it, um, um, I mean, what did you call it? it, Did you say the... Were you, were you in between the fans and the band? The pit. The pit. Okay, that's what I thought. I was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were, when you were in the pit, uh-huh. um, how how did you feel? Like, what? I mean, I imagine it's so like the when you're there and you're like have these people cheering in the background, uh-huh. um, and then you have to concentrate on getting a shot. Is it difficult to focus on like the shots you're trying to take and um or do you kind of like have to vibe with the whole environment in order to do what you do it's definitely like a little frantic because you have the pit but you could also be sharing the pit with other people and then Mm. you only have from the time that you only get the first three songs so you only have like so much time to be in there and that's like your prime time to get like the best photos you can because you're like right there in front of the artist so like I'm not really too concerned about what's happening like in the crowd unless they're like like a uh, crowd surfing or something then that would be oh, tough but, yeah but I'm more concerned about like the people that are also there taking photos because like I don't want to get in there in the way of like one of their shots or whatever and then like sometimes you know they're moving around too so it's kind of like we're dodging each other (laughs) in time so it depending on the show too it can get pretty frantic like if it's like uh, a more intimate like acoustic like soft type of artist then Uh it's pretty chill but if it's like a metal band and they're like and there's like people like crowd surfing and then like it, it can get intense. Even rap uh-huh. concerts too can get pretty crazy. Like that. oh, I yeah, I'm I'm I imagine it's uh, I, I the only concert I've ever been to <laughs> was when I had an acoustic phase and uh, it was um yeah Brit a British guy his name was is James Blunt and he I don't know if he's even I think I know who that is. I don't even know if he's that popular in America. He's very popular in, in Germany, in, in Europe. There's uh-huh. like James Blunt and then Robbie Williams, who is super big in Europe, but not, I think they go on vacation in America because no one really knows who they are. <laughs> I think I've heard of that name, though. I just don't know if I know any of the songs. But yeah. the name sounds super familiar. All you have to know, it's like... Um, 
I mean, it's, I, I still enjoyed some of it, but it's pretty cheesy. It's, and so that was the only concert I've ever been to. And I've never been to like a, a rock festival. And so kind of like when I saw these, these uh, clips that you posted on, in, on Instagram too, it's like, gosh, I need to go on more concerts. Yeah, they're the best. <laughs> they are. I love going to shows, man. And it's like a, it's like, it's cool because I don't know, maybe I'm just like in love with music too, but you have like all of these people who share like a common interest in one spot. Like you guys all collectively like this person and like love their music and like know all of their like words to the songs and stuff. So it's like, it's really cool because everybody's like bonding with each other. And then mm -hmm. a lot of times people like become really good friends with people in concerts because of the like, you know. Yeah. Love for the artist. Yeah. Yeah, that's that I think that's that's really cool, especially when you're all strangers and then somehow you can uh become become friends. But how did so did you ever like collaborate with any of the are there always is there always one filmmaker when when you're in the pit or is it um a bunch of people who shoot clips? Well, everybody's kind of there like doing their own thing. So like for me, I'm just like getting my own content. And so okay. if I'm going there like to shoot photo, then I'll shoot photo. If I'm going there, shoot video, shoot video. Sometimes I'll do both. And like all that stuff is for me if I'm like going out there on my own. So now there's other people who like specifically like go on tour with the artist. So mm -hmm. usually the like first three song people um they're people who like ask to be there and okay. then when they leave the tour photographer or the tour videographer comes and he has or he or she has that whole like rest of the show to do their thing to get stuff for the band because they're like being paid to do it did you ever get to like network i mean isn't that wouldn't that moment be like a i mean maybe not right then but like yeah like a good networking situation for you yeah, totally. I know um, one photographer, because the other thing too is it's really hard to get to that position. And like sometimes, I mean, most of the time photographers are like really cool, but sometimes, especially when they're like on tour and they have this kind of like chip on their shoulder, they can be a little like, oh, don't talk to me. I'm like the touring photographer. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, I know, I know. So sometimes they can be really lame like that. But um, I have one friend who he's like, he was touring um, with like a lot of like rock bands and stuff and um, we're cool. And he got his spot, like he started touring because of like networking with people mm. that were in the pit and stuff too. And like, I think somebody, he was like friends with some guy and he was like, um, hey, they asked me to go on tour, but I can't make it. Can you? And then he got his opportunity to go on tour for like, not really the first time, but like his first like big tour. Right. So, yeah. Talk talking talking about this. I want. I wanted to. I wanted to uh, kind of ask why. Like, I, if like the photographers you talk about, do you have to be a specific type of person to? Because you're also like in the background right you're in the background or you're the behind the scenes like i guess person do you ever want to be on the band like want to be in the light 
Like, like be be a band or be in the band, you mean? Yeah. Like, do you ever have a moment where you're like, yeah, wh why do you want to be the behind the, the scenes person? Um, so I did have that moment when I was doing my band stuff. And from like, previous, from yeah. older, the older band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every now and then, like, I'll think about, like, hmm, maybe I should, like, make music again or whatever. But it's kind of like what they say when you turn your hobby into a career. It becomes, like, a little, I don't know, like, exhausting, I guess. And with music, like, that was, like, my outlet. Like, if I was going through something or something was, like, on my mind, I would, like, write a song about it. And, um, it just like came to me. And then once my band started getting to the point where we were like, okay, we need to put out songs like regularly. And we need to think about like the business side of things. Cause like, it's not just about the music when you want to be like a famous artist, like it's about like, it's, you turn it into a business too. And then it becomes kind of like exhausting. And it's like, I just got involved in this because like, I enjoy making music. I wasn't trying to like think about, you know, how can I get, what, what kind of song do I need to make in order to get people to like us more? And like, how can I do this at shows to get people to want to come talk to us and like buy our merch and like follow us on social media? It became like a lot and it kind of, and then also too, trying to like network with people to get higher up. Um, started getting a little shady we started running into some shady people and stuff and like no. it just, yeah it just started getting like i don't want to say negative but like just like distasteful and like after that i was like okay i don't know if i want to do music as like a career maybe i just want to have it as my hobby as my side thing and just worry about that and so doing the photos and videos for artists now and just yeah, being that behind the scenes person it's kind of nice because it's like I'm still a part of the music industry and the scene and I still get to be a part of like all the similar things that they are I just don't have to do like I don't want to say as much work but the same kind of work that they do I don't have to stress mm -hmm. about those kind of things like my only stress is like okay I have to like go into my program, drop all these files and then put it over to my hard drive. Like things like that don't stress me out. And it's like working on photos and videos for like hours at a time. Like I can deal with that and I enjoy it when it was like thinking about my band members. Cause like being in a band is like being in a relationship with like a bunch of other people. <laughs> so it's like when I have to think about what they want and what they like, and then we have to construct strongs together and then think about like producing and recording. And it was just like, those are like little, I guess like tasks that I didn't really enjoy that much. I just enjoyed like playing and performing and that was pretty much it. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I was more focused on being at the top than I was about the journey for the music thing. Uh huh. With this, I'm like, I'm into the journey. I'm into watching myself grow as like a photographer and filmmaker and stuff like that. Oh, I love that. That's that's very true. Cause I I think it's very easy to I mean, I always catch myself doing this, is comparing myself to um just like we talked previously, this um 
like uh, some big YouTuber for me, it's like, I don't know, I'll never be rich roll or I'll never <laughs> be uh, whoever. And then, um, and then catching myself and just saying like, Hey, this is, you know, this is my hobby. I have fun doing this and whatever this turns into, if it doesn't turn into, I still had fun. Yeah. Um, and I think for you too, it's like, it's probably, it's great to, you know, so I capture those memories and, and who knows what this turns into? You never know. Right, right. I mean, I was hoping pre-COVID, because like pre-COVID I had, oh my gosh, like so many great shows lined up. And like I became, right. yeah, I like, uh, I got really close with like the people at the masquerade. So like all of the big shows that were going to start rolling in, like I was going to get like access to like all of them. And then also Maggie, well, she's in a band called Glimmers mm -hmm. now because she was originally like solo. So I've been working with her since she was solo. Now that she's in Glimmers, we've been doing a lot of like projects together and stuff. And she was planning on going on tour. So that would have been like my first tour. So things were looking really nice pre-COVID. So then like once COVID hit, I was like, okay, what's the plan now? Like, how are we going to still keep like this momentum mm. during all of this? Um, yeah. Is, is it difficult to do? Because there are some concerts. I mean, they... I just saw the other day, I saw uh, Metallica's doing a, an online uh, Zoom, like yeah. $15 in entry to um, donate then to uh, selected NGOs, nonprofit organiza mm -hmm. organizations. But is it difficult to organize that kind of stuff? Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be cool? I mean, yeah, and I definitely... I don't want to say I thought about it before it started happening, but I definitely, <laughs> I definitely thought about it because I wanted to like, I wanted to do like live sessions. So there's um, this studio in Atlanta called, I don't know if they're a studio anymore. I think they like uh, close and I think they're going to like a bigger spot, but they're a studio and they do like live performances with local bands in Atlanta. It's mm -hmm. called Post and Jam. And anyway, um, they don't really post that often. So I was like, ooh, what if I can do like a Toast and Jam, like audio tree style, like live session with bands and then kind of bring that concert vibe back, but like That'd through be cool. video. And yeah. So, yeah, but my only, my biggest thing was like, okay, I know how to do the photo and video side of things. I just don't know how to do the audio, like engineering side of things. So I was like trying to partner up with like, other people that have studios and stuff but kind of just like figuring out a price and then trying to offer that to bands without like it being too much was like not working the way that I wanted it to and so because of that like it never ended up like taking off and then now yeah people are doing these like uh you know you pay a ticket and you get the URL and you get to and you get to like be a part of it and stuff like that so yeah. Um, I think that's cool. I kind of like, I don't know if you've seen the, uh, drive-in concerts that they're doing right now. There's, oh, I've no, I've no idea, but that sounds great. Yeah. It's like, there's been a couple of artists who are doing it. Um, but yeah, they like set up a stage, like one of those pop-up stages that they do for like music festivals mm -hmm. and then they'll have people like park in a parking space and then they'll do a show, but everybody's just like at their car. And they're like listening to the concert like at their car. 
that's oh so that it's socially distanced yeah i I have seen that with um shoot the campaigns like uh, for right now the the presidential election yeah 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 same thing but concert (laughs) (laughs) but cooler yeah exactly exactly oh yeah that's so but i i mean this time is is uh, like you said it's challenging for everyone probably music and creative anyone who's working with people um i guess with you too well i i i, I kind of think this is like a cool transition because you um there's one music video i think it's called mixed signals and it played um yeah. what's it called that coffee shop um ebrick ebrick yeah and they're uh, not even there anymore they're not there anymore they're not th- i know i found that out like a couple of days ago or a lot of days ago like weeks ago but yeah like uh one of the drummers that's in that band, he was like, yeah, Ebrick is, like, not there. I think something happened with COVID, but, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's sad. I know. They were they were a dope spot. And, like, the owner was, like, super cool about us shooting the music video there. He was like, yeah, I like, le- I like letting the space for, like, artists and students to do their thing here. And they would do, like, um, they would do, like, art shows there and like people would like make stuff and then they'd hang it up and then they would do like a night and have people come over and like do like an actual art show like it was cute yeah i i, I remember um do you know like how there's a second stage up there or not saying there's a second um the floor floor yeah so you walk up and then i sit down like do homework and all of a sudden you have like two people just walking up to the paintings and, and the tables are right next to the wall. So right next to the painting. So then you see all these people that kind of like wander through like it's like it's a gallery and then they stop yeah. right where you are and they kind of like talk about the painting and <laughs> with my headphones on doing, doing my work. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, this is what, this is what this is. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, so I, so that video, music video, was a one-shot thing, right? Yeah, one take, yeah. How difficult is that to do? How many takes did that take? Well, for that video specifically, it was difficult because we wanted to find a coffee shop to kind of, like, be the setting. And there, any coffee shop that we asked to, like, let us shoot there, um, they were like, we, you have to pay, like, a rental fee which like made sense and most places do that um but we didn't have it like in our budget to yeah out the spot so like we were trying to be like oh well, we'll shoot it like really early before you guys open or like right after you guys close if that's okay and nobody was into it except for ebrick they were like yeah but we're not gonna like close the spot down so you can come out whatever time you want and like di- like so that people aren't in the way but you were yeah. not gonna close down so we were like okay fine we'll take that and so anyway um it was hard because there were people like coming in and out of the coffee shop like trying to like do their thing and we're like with the speaker playing the song like out loud and then shooting it and there were people there was like some guys that like wanted to be in the video so they were like always sitting, yeah they were like sitting at this table like trying to like be like in the frame when i like went over to like that side of the room they, they'd scooch back with the chairs a little bit they go yeah, yeah, yeah. they were <laughs> definitely trying to be in the video for sure 
And then, like, there was one guy that was, like, trying to record us, like, doing our thing. And I was like, hey, man, like, this is a one take. Like, if I mess up, we have to start all over. So, like, could you please, like, get out the way? Mm-hmm. And then, um, so, yeah, so that was hard. Um, but what we did was, like, the week before, um, we went over to SCAD and, like, went into one of their classrooms and, like, rehearsed it and made sure that everybody knew, like, the camera was going to be here during this part of the song and like we had like a a rhythm like we everybody knew what was going on so like at ebrick we probably ran through the video like maybe six times mm-hmm. until we got like the one and it was all rehearsed so like we went in knowing what we needed to do so that we weren't there that long too oh yeah for i mean that yeah i just admit, like saw the video i was like there's so many little intricacies that were that were really uh, I thought were really interesting and like uh, re- really cool thought out. And so I was like, sometimes if I like have to work with um, like in that situation, so, like I probably wouldn't say anything, but in my head, like because I'm passive, but mm-hmm. <laughs> in my head I'd be like, um, I just like God, like neck, uh, no, or just like restart (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i mean there were times where we messed up and we like stopped right in the middle and started all over or we would just like kind of see it through because actually like this is a little secret but (laughs) the video is a one take but it is actually i edited it so like somewhere in the middle of the video i cut it and used another take to Ah. get flow into because there was um I think at the end or like in the beginning of one of the takes, um, Maggie like looked right into the camera and I was like, Oh, but it was so good. Like this take was so good. So like, how can I still use this take, but like not have that part where Maggie looks into the camera. So I cut it kind of in like a spot where nobody would have noticed that I cut it. Mm. And yeah. And so it's not really a one take, but it was a one take at the same time. (laughs) <laughs> oh that's cool yeah they that well i i had no idea so you you got probably everyone who watched it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean nobody's noticed it until like nobody's noticed it since so uh-huh. i think it's, i did a pretty good job <laughs> now now uh with you know <clears throat> now that we're kind of like on our campus at georgia state so how you study journalism right yeah so is that something where you're like, okay, um, that's what you want to do? Or did your parents tell you to, like, is there, because, like, do you know what I mean? Like, in, yeah. there's this thing where it's, okay, I'm doing this because um, I had another guest here on, like, same as Will, he, he hiked the Appalachian Trail, and he kind of talked about that, how he's done political science, but then got his master's in, like, environmental and natural resources. So, mm-hmm there was this transition in between where he hiked that Appalachian trail and made this experience and was like, I want to learn more about preserving nature. Mm. That doesn't apply. Like how, how your, your, your bachelor, how did you like choose it? Cause in America it's like, it's obviously and like, and it's such a big deal cause it's like a lot of money involved and everything. But mm-hmm. um, how do you kind of see your bachelor? Right? How do you feel about your bachelor? And like, because your concentration is on media, do you kind of want to connect 
journalism maybe in the future with your video uh, yeah. filmmaking? Yeah. Um, so I, college has been like the longest journey for me. Cause like I said, I like took a break to do the music thing and then I came back into it. So like, and I came back into it really slow because I was like, okay, I don't want to mess up. I want to make good grades. So like, I'm going to take three classes per semester and just kind of get into it, ease my way into it. And like, I was doing that and I was making good grades. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep doing this. But then I realized like, I've been in school for so long doing this. Mm. And um, in that process too, I like changed my major like a thousand times. Like, I think I had like, I started out with communication and then I thought I wanted to be like a music lawyer or like an entertainment lawyer. So then I switched it to political science. And then I thought I wanted to be like an artist manager. So then I switched it to music business. And then I went to back to communications and then I went to journalism. So I was literally like all over the place. Uh-huh. And um, I ended up with journalism because I like the aspect of telling stories in journalism because like with communication you're focusing on like kind of like everything you know mm. like it's not just like about tv and broadcast and the media and stuff like that it's like a, about literally like what our class was about like interpersonal communication yeah mm. business communication like just just dealing with people in general and so i was like this is cool and i'll still take communication classes because i enjoy like being a people's person but like, I want to get into the media side of things. And so mm-hmm. I don't want to be like a reporter or somebody like on the news, like being like a talking head kind of thing. Like I want to take that quality of journalism where they're like researching and finding the story and then telling that story, but doing it through a video form or a photography mm-hmm. form. And so like, I'm doing the music thing right now and it's great. And like the goal is to go on tour and make kind of these like tour videos, but they would be like kind of set up like mini like tour documentary type things. And then the Uh main goal is to get into the documentary side of things. Cause I love documentaries and. Oh, what's your favorite one? My favorite one. uh, I don't know if I have a favorite. I just like watching them to be honest, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> They're great in the morning somehow. Like in the morning? I yeah, like sometimes I don't know, maybe I'm weird. But <laughs> I love <I'm> sure. <laughs> I, I love morning uh like a Sunday documentary with a coffee and breakfast. Okay, okay. I might have to try that. That might be a thing. That might be food. <laughs> Get really comfy. I, I mean, I think um oh, obviously I'm gonna gravitate towards the music ones, but like I really loved Taylor Swift's documentary because it was super like, like moving to me. Like I honestly was not a fan of Taylor Swift. I was like, oh, Taylor Swift is such, like, she's so lame. (laughs) And like, I watched the documentary and then I like, was like, oh my gosh, like I have this newfound respect for her. And I totally was like bandwagoning on the let's hate Taylor Swift train because of like how she was, like uh portrayed in the media and stuff and so when she was talking about like everything that she had to go through and like um what she still has to go through being a woman in the music industry like 
it was just super, it was super cool. And I think that one, I guess, I guess that one would probably be like one of my favorites. But yeah. Amy Winehouse one was really good too. Oh, I have to watch that one. Yeah, that one's called Amy. It was just really good. And that one's kind of like just from like old videos that they had like lying around too. And they uh-huh. put it but yeah, documentaries is definitely the goal. That would be cool and sick. Mm-hmm. But, and um, I I wanted to to see where where you're where you're at right now. Is there like a um? Do you ever do you always want to freelance? Maybe because that's essentially what you're doing right now, right? Yeah. So is is there ever like an aspect where you're like, okay, I want to work? for someone or do you do, did this pandemic kind of say okay this it may be challenging to be a freelancer but i want to continue doing this or is do you ever have doubts regarding working in freelance um no i want to own like i want to be my own business like i'm going to school like kind of going back to the last question i'm going to school and taking what i'm learning from school to help me grow as a creative person and kind of like develop my own business so i'm like going to school and learning what i can with like mm-hmm. media and social media and everything and then applying that now And then the goal is to hopefully like when I graduate, like be somewhere in my freelance career to where I might not even have to like work for somebody. Like I Mm. am already making enough money solo that I can just continue doing this as like a full-time thing. And so, um, but definitely the pandemic kind of made me switch gears with the concert photography thing. Like I still would love to do and I still want to do it. But I think before the pandemic, that was like my ultimate goal. I was like, I want to be touring all the time. And I want to like, you know, be on the road and hanging out with bands and doing the band life thing. But um, it was funny because I took this one journalism class and my teacher made us like interview um, people that had jobs that we wanted to Mm -hmm. have. And I was going to interview this concert photographer guy. And she was like, um, one of the questions that you should ask him is like, if, is that a sustainable career? Like mm. what happens when you're done touring? Like, are you, what do you, how are you making money? How are you like affording to pay your bills and stuff? And I was like, Ooh, like you really got me. <laughs> like, that's a good question. Yeah. So, so then once COVID came, all of the touring photographers and content creators that I like look up to were like screwed because all their tours got canceled and like they didn't really know what they were going to do or what the next step was. So some of them like started podcasts and some of them like went back to shooting weddings. Like that's what they were doing before shows. And I was just like, wow, like obviously this whole situation is like very out of this world in a sense, like nobody's ever experienced what we're experiencing right now. So like nobody would have expected that. But at the same time, it's like, you know, anything can happen. So it's like the career that I want to be in and that I want to choose, it should be something that like, if a COVID situation happened or if we needed to like, I don't know, like stop what we were doing that I would still be able to like make money somehow. Mm. So um, yeah, the pandemic has definitely like 
shifted that part of my mental and had me thinking about like other ways to be a creative person and make money and stuff like that. But I want to be my own boss. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, an- um, I was going to say like working um, like jobs and stuff and having a boss and like having to do with people want you to do so that you can get your paycheck at the end of the week. I was just like, no, this is so lame. Like I want to make my own money and I want to mm-hmm. like have my own flexibility and like, I don't want to have to like request days off. Like I want to just be like, I'm going to go out of town and yeah. I'll do my stuff on the road, like that kind of thing. So, um, uh, yeah, that's that, that, that whole aspect is also something I think it's just like valuing time differently right and 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 uh like being in charge of your own time is a great aspect and then i i just i i wonder something like with um because i i I have no idea what really what like what obviously what (laughs) what i'm doing with the pandemic but like because that just kind of wrecked everyone like you just said and Mm. uh, like looking for internships is really difficult um but for 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 you as isn't like i would imagine if you're kind of in charge like you can you can meet so many creative people um but how do you sustain that and that's like that's super i think it's a big question but mm-hmm. if you you're very like very niche i think is it i do you, would you say you're very niche in what you do I think so. I think I'm like niche to the point where like <laughs> when, cause obviously without the music thing going on, I like, I've been trying to do other stuff. So like mm. I've been doing a lot of like headshots and family photos and stuff like that. And so that's fine. And it's like, it'll give me some money, but like I've gotten to the point where I'm very like, I guess like narrow minded. Like I'm like, Oh no, I only want to be working with music. Like I don't want to take, pictures of babies right now (laughs) you know what I mean like it's like it's also like yeah I'm very niche but it's like kind of problematic because it's like okay well let's do some other stuff too in the meantime Uh uh-huh but that's a great realization to have is yeah uh, that you know okay I have to adjust sometimes like Mm -hmm. that's I guess that's just what happened like what the couple months taught us I guess um right yeah be adaptable and why not yeah um what do you look forward to after the pandemic hopefully i mean not that there's a set date (laughs) right uh i uh yeah but when you think okay when when it goes back to normal what what do you look forward to definitely concerts and (laughs) getting that whole thing going again i mean i almost want to say like well, I honestly just like look forward to just things being like cool and like no freaking mask. Like I hate the mask because I'm like, I'm the type of person that'll like smile as I pass somebody. And it's like so hard to like see someone and just have to be like, you know, just tilt my head back and be like, hey, I'm acknowledging your existence right now. But yeah, I'm, I just kind of just miss, like, things being that way, so that would be nice, but I almost want to say, too, like, my life or, like, situation, at least, hasn't really changed 
that much. Like I'm always on my computer, like in my room doing mm-hmm. things. It's been a little harder, you know, trying to do like shooting, you know, cause you know, certain people are like, Hey, we want to wear masks on the whole time. Some people are like, yeah, like as long as we're outside, we're not to wear the mask. Um, shooting and stuff has been a little bit different. And, but outside of that, like going back and editing videos and then trying to figure out ways to like reach out to more people to do more work is still the same. Like nothing's really changed in that aspect, but like not having music mm-hmm. and shows the same way that I used to that'll be something to look forward to yeah those these mess the other day i uh you know i work at a, like a brunch spot and just make um coffee mm-hmm. like pay the bills so it's uh always interesting to see like when someone orders how much we are lip readers and so when we did when we have a mask covering that like the eyes become even more important so when but when like whenever so sometimes like they try to over express what they're ordering they're like vanilla latte (laughs) that's like mocha no right and and so um the i i yeah, so it's like it, that that whole thing, it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's just, uh, yeah, like you said, it's kind of annoying too, but that's just how it is right I now. I hope that like when it does calm down and when it does end that like more people are going to be willing to take off the mask because I feel like some people are still going to want to wear the mask because they're like anxious or whatever that, you know, it might not be gone all the way or something. Like I think this definitely like messed some people up for sure. Oh, it will raise probably a whole new generation of germaphobes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I was already a germaphobe going into this. so. But that's great. Yeah. I mean, it, it, de- it definitely has had its positives because, like, I think now this has, like, taught people how to not be a nasty person. Like, wash your hands, cover your mouth when you cough because like before people would just like cough into the air like if nothing and it's like you're disgusting why are you doing that so like yeah no it's definitely been better in the sense that people are like more aware of like oh I shouldn't cough out into the air and maybe I should wash my hands more and Uh you But now, even I, even if I know I have like a dry throat or something, and I'm at work or something, oh yeah, like I just try not to cough <laughs> yeah. or like or like sneeze, and like sometimes that makes it even worse. Right? Yeah. No. My aunt, she just had a baby last weekend, and oh, congrats! Thanks. Yeah, she asked me to like take pictures and be a part of it, and at first I was like oh man like I've never witnessed like childbirth before like this is gonna be pretty crazy and like she definitely everybody actually was definitely like oh like I don't know if you're ready for this Yana like it's super traumatic it's crazy like blah 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 and then like my only visualization of like someone giving birth is what I see on tv so I'm just Mm -hmm. imagining it being this like crazy thing and yeah. she also does like the whole at home childbirth thing. So, oh wow! Yeah. yeah. So she has like um these two women there, and they're like mid- they're called midwives, and they like know everything about giving birth to babies. And anyway, and then she's like in her house like giving birth. So mm-hmm. uh, it was super intimate and like super chill. 
And I was like, this is not what I expected at all. Like, I thought this was going to be, like, super crazy and intense. But, like, I mean, she gave birth to my cousin, and I, like, got to, like, capture it, and it was super sick. And, like, um... Anyway, I had, the point was, is that I had, like, a, like, a scratchy throat, like, after my cousin had just been born, and I, like, kind of, like, did one of the, like, <clears throat> things really quick, and then I had to cough, and then my grandma was there, and she was like, do you have COVID? You better not have COVID, because, like, your cousin is here right now, and he's, like, a baby. Yeah. Like, I swear, I just need some water. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, that has, that's definitely a thing, like, COVID shaming. Well, 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 in the future, your cousin is going to have a sick birth video. Oh, yeah. Because I know. you probably bought, I know you're very big into equipment and stuff. Oh, so yeah. you probably. <laughs> you don't understand. Like, I am so dumb when it comes to gear. I, when you asked me to be a part of this, I was like, okay, I need like a super sick microphone like i have to sound good and like i'm over here like looking at microphones i almost bought like one of those uh blue yeti oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i almost bought one of those and then my girlfriend was like tiana like are you ever gonna be like starting your own podcast or doing anything with that microphone ever again yeah and I was like, like, no probably not <laughs> and she was like okay so you don't the microphone that you have for your videos is perfectly fine I yeah. was like okay well like what if I do a voiceover for a video and I might need it like I was trying to justify it and like I'm gonna get a microphone anyway but like uh. for videos but yeah no and I was over here like thinking about like gear and like preparing for this and all that kind of stuff and this is my microphone right here look this is yeah <laughs> oh that's cool i mean I use, it, I use it for videos yeah no, I, I saw yours and i was like oh yours is almost the same yeah yeah it's very simple i really like it. it's very portable yeah it's uh but it's power the usb like it's all usb yeah, yeah okay yeah and you have like an app too where you can um like if I, like let's say we're in person or something and we only have one microphone mm-hmm. you can kind of like set how how it gets audio so you can like either like one direction or it goes like right, 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 right. like that like it's like all around yeah yeah, yeah yeah i'm and i listen to like asmr that's like my weird little thing uh-huh. And, and so like the microphones that they use too i'll be like checking them out and i'll be like oh yeah this microphone sounds good for like that thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm such a nerd when it comes to like technology and gear and stuff or, or who knows like you may need like a really great microphone when there's another childbirth or something <laughs> right exactly you never know i mean my cousin was like super quiet when he came out like, he, he did one, he was, like, he had this little tiny cry. It was, like, and then that was it. And, like, I would probably need better audio to pick that up because I don't know yeah. if this would have did the job. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, I wanted to ask this earlier. Um, I know you already gave me an hour or so, but I wanted to ask, what does yeah. your, what is your uh, family do? What is, what is your, what do your parents do? Um, they... Like whenever my whenever anybody asks about what my parents do, I just say they're like computer nerds. <laughs> okay. They do like IT stuff, and I don't really know like what it is. I just know that they're like on their computers all day, and like I think my mom does something with like sales in IT, and then my dad does something with like 
um like money uh-huh. but um that's as like as far as i know they're very like technical people oh okay i mean so interesting you're pretty technical yeah i was gonna say i mean i guess it kind of like influenced me into the path that i'm in now because like i think i was like seven or eight when i got a computer because my Mm -hmm. mom like wanted me well my mom thought it would be a good way for me to like learn how to read and write by like typing on like instant messenger and stuff so she like got me like a little like uh, Windows computer in my room and I would like, you know, type Nickelodeon.com and like, you know, just kind of learn how the computer works. So like by the time like we were learning and taking computer classes in school, like in elementary school, I was like a pro. Uh-huh. I know you uh- guys because my parents <laughs> are like IT people, but yeah. It definitely, like, and then also, too, like, Windows had Windows Movie Maker, and then that kind uh, of, like, opened the door into video editing for me. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. I had Movie Maker, too. I, like, uh, when my mother turned 50. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, she probably hates, like, if she listens, she's like... <laughs> she's like, how did you expose me like that? When she thir- <laughs> 30. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so I I edited this like ah, this is Justin Timberlake song that she loves where it's like I got the feeling you know nah, oh nah, yeah, nah. yeah yeah I got a feeling or is that yeah. Justin Timberlake that tonight's gonna be a good night that one no yeah I th- yeah I think that one's Black Eyed Peas I think that's Black Eyed Peas oh no 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 not Black Eyed Peas and it's um <laughs> uh shoot it's like it's I th- it's very I, I don't know what it what it's called but it's like a very I think like three three four years ago uh-huh. um anyway so all you have to know she turned 30 and so then um she I created this mu- music video um from with using movie maker I got different people like dance to it or something and like sing and I just like uh-huh. edited it and that was very interesting and fun but so time intense and when you look at the video and it's so hard to pick the right moment and like make it like a nice transition and whatnot and but it was like I don't know eight hours also because I didn't know what I was doing but um like it uh, the new software is probably it's everything is a little bit more it's probably technical but it's smoother like you can do so many different things now yeah, I mean, I guess a little bit. Like, the software that I use now is uh, Adobe Premiere, and mm-hmm. it's kind of set up very, like, old school. Like, it's okay. super, but that's kind of what I like about it, because it's super, like, manual, and you're, like, in control of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried getting into Final Cut Pro. I've given Final Cut Pro like so many chances, but I just can't get on board with it. Um, it's it's pretty much like iMovie, and you can cut stuff, and it'll like snap into an like together. So it's 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 an easier like workflow, I guess. But all of the like transitions that you want to use are like already set the way they are, and you can't really mm-hmm. tweak them that much. And in Premiere, you can get in there and like move things and around and make it exactly the way that you want it to. Um, but yeah, I think at least with Final Cut Pro, it's been a lot 
it's a lot easier to kind of learn how to get into video editing. But premieres, it's like premieres kind of old, set up very old school and it's a little harder to learn for some people because it's so, I guess, old school. I don't know how to describe it. It's very like, there's like folders for things and like ways to do things. And yeah, I don't know how to uh, describe it. It's just, it's a little yeah. more difficult for some people because of the way that it's set up. It's not super like, oh yeah, you just drop your video in here and then you can throw on this little like zoom transition and zoom into the next shot like it's not that right yeah but windows movie maker was definitely that's where i started and then i wanted to get an apple computer because imovie was like the thing and everybody was using imovie and i got like this little like mac it was like a macbook and it was white i don't know what kind of gen it was but it was like super Mm -hmm. old and ancient and my mom was like I got this off of eBay and I got it as a Christmas gift. And she was like, I got this off of eBay and like, I want you to learn how to use this first. And then um, we can talk about getting you like a nicer computer later down the road or whatever. And so Mm -hmm. I like abused that computer. And that's how I like really, I got Premiere on it and everything. And I learned Premiere on that. And then, um, it was cool because once I like went back into school, I was like, oh, I can get a discount on Premiere. Like, this is sick. Um, yeah. And so now I have it on my computer now. And I've been I've been using Premiere since like like 2013 or 2014. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I feel like I'm still not. I feel like I've been using it for that long and I'm still not where I want to be with it. But yeah. Who knows? I also like am really hard on myself for no reason. We, yeah, but like I, I mean, I, I just from uh, someone who doesn't know uh, anything about video editing, uh, I, I know that, like what you post and what you're doing is very like it's just really cool, and um, I am always mind blown by like the colors and everything, and like just the shots, and it's it's uh. So I, I'm a big, I'm a fan of your work and, Thank you. and while we're at like difficult uh, technologies, what is something where you're, like maybe an advice you could give to anyone who's wanting to um, start or um, in video editing or filmmaking? Mm-hmm. Is it, it, what is like an advice to, to start? Cause I think it's very difficult to, catch yourself when you're like oh i'm like you said like um what was that guy again the youtuber you're uh, peter mccannon like you see it you look at these guys and they're um or at these professionals and they're all have this fancy equipment mm-hmm. and then if you're young and naive and you're like i need this and this and this and this and i need this five thousand dollar budget to become a great filmmaker right. How can they start by not paying that much or like how can they start by not investing too much and then saying oh i don't really like this like how can they kind of ease into a new hobby yeah i mean honestly the best way is to just start with whatever you have i mean most of these phones like now like if i had my phone now like back when i started like that would have been sick because Mm. these phones are crazy with what they can do like with the camera and 
whatever you have to like get you started to use that first. And then um, if you want to get a camera, like I would definitely start with something like used um, because I don't think there's anything wrong with buying used gear. Like some people, like my mom, uh, she, she tells me all the time, like, don't buy a used camera because then you can't get insurance or don't buy a used laptop because blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, it's totally fine. Like if I know what I'm looking for, it's fine. So mm-hmm. I would get like a used camera, a used lens and just make whatever you can make with that. Because when you have like restraints on you to like what you can do, like, yeah, you don't have like $5,000 to go get like the coolest thing or whatever. Like you figure stuff out. You literally get creative trying to figure out ways to pull stuff off. So Mm -hmm. like start with that and then literally just do whatever anybody asked you to do with your camera so that you can figure out like what you're into. So like, like my first job was a wedding and I liked the amount of money that I got from doing the weddings and then I I reached a point where I was like, wedding videos suck because they take so long to make. And then like half, sometimes like the people that I would shoot didn't look like they were in love and they probably were, but they just didn't look it. So I would have to try to make them look like they loved each other. And just like, um, that was a lot. So like, and I realized really quick, I wasn't into it. So it's like uh, by doing stuff, and I mean, same thing with my grandpa's like medical business thing. Like you do stuff and you figure out what you're into, what you're not into. And then once you figure out what you're into, then, and then like once your gear starts becoming something that like is restricting you and what you want to do with your vision, like it's like, okay, I only have one lens and it's like super zoomed in. Like I should probably get a wider lens so that I can get wider shots then that's when you it's like smarter to make upgrades because it's like okay Mm -hmm. like I need this now because this is going to help me and it's Mm -hmm. hard nowadays too with like all these new things drop like every month and like new cameras drop new lenses drop new gimbals drop like all this stuff drones whatever and like they once they drop they get all these influencers to like push it like super hardcore and make videos about it and then when you watch those videos at the end of it, you feel like you need it. And it's, like, mm. you don't really need it half the time. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I would just say, start with what you have, do a bunch of stuff. And then once you find what you're into, then like start investing into what you're into because, right. you know, that, yeah. that's the best way to do it. I think. Yeah, I I love that. It's a it's a great way. It's because it's I think it's a very natural progression too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I now have the idea of whenever I see someone filming um a wedding or something that they have all these thoughts in their mind. They're like, are they in love? Yeah. Are they not in love? How do I edit this that they're in love? I know it's well. I I I'm getting back into doing weddings again, but I'm strictly doing photography because like the video is hard it's so hard because like and I would do it by myself like I wouldn't have anybody help me or anything so I'm like running around from like where the bride's at and then going to where the groom's at and then like coming back and like getting all these other shots that I needed to put the whole story together and like um if you miss a moment because you weren't recording and that moment like you're screwed because like this is someone's like 
biggest, most important day, like one of the days that they're like never going to forget in their life. And it's like, if I didn't get that kiss and it didn't last long enough, like if I accidentally got like a three second clip of the kiss, how am I going to make that longer? You know, like I could slow it down, but it's like, if you miss that moment, it's over. (laughs) And then like with photography, it's like, all I need is go and that's it. And then I have it. So it's easier with photography than it is for video personally. That's what I think. But uh, um, yeah, no, weddings are weddings are tough and they are oh, like a long day. Like you're there for like eight to nine hours, sometimes even longer, uh, just running around. Like by the end of it, my legs would be like killing me. <laughs> like it was, it's a lot. Yeah, I I believe, and that's always something that I uh, I think people also don't think. Do you, would you say that's a misconception people have about um, like photographing or photogra- photographers and filmmakers? That it's like, oh, they just have this equipment and they run around, and they take pictures or videos that they don't really like. It's an easy job. Do you think that's a misconception people have? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what other people are thinking of what i do because to me i know that it's hard yeah um yeah i mean i can understand how some people would think about it's easy though because it's like oh all you're really doing is pressing a chord and all you're really doing is taking a picture but it's like there's a lot of things that come into play like if you take a picture and somebody doesn't like it because they like have a double chin or something then it's like oh that's the only shot i got so sorry and it's that'll be a hundred $50. Yeah. (laughs) And like, and you got to be conscious of like those kind of things too. Like, Hey, maybe you should like stand up straight or like, Hey, I need to move this. I don't know, like trash can out of the shot or something so that it's not there. So it's like, there's a lot of like little small details that come into like being a photographer and a filmmaker. And I think a lot it's overlooked if you don't like understand. And it's also Mm. like dealing with people too is like a big part of it like if you're not a people's person then you should get into like nature photography or something or maybe something with cars because like you have to deal with all sorts of people and yeah um know how to like communicate properly and like also know when someone's like trying to pull one on you too because that happens so much like people are like hey i want the raw images to like I want all the raw photos that you took and if you're mm. a newbie and you're like okay sure I'll send you all of them they can take those raw photos and send them to another photographer and get them to edit it and it's like oh. that's your photo and I mean that's when you're getting into like some illegal type stuff but like you know it's just people are kind of sneaky too and they try to like get one over on you because they think that like yeah sometimes what you do isn't as like big or hard or whatever oh goodness yeah that's terrible they're always people they're always, always the the bad apples <laughs> i know yeah bad you uh, don't like that bad <laughs> <laughs> what um so you're great i think uh your your voice by the way is i love your voice too oh thank uh, you <laughs> i always thought that actually i never told you um and I, I think that the journey you're on is like, it's really, insp- it's also really inspiring. And I think you should 
start a YouTube channel as well. And I look out for it when you do. Um, so keep me updated on that. I want to ask how, how can people reach you um, if they listen to this and like, hey, Diana sounds cool. And um, <laughs> and what, 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 how can they? Uh, Get uh, on me. I mean, yeah. I usually just direct people to my Instagram. Um, that's kind of like where I'm the most active, even though it doesn't really look like it with the amount of stuff that I post. But um, yeah, and my Instagram is Diana Elise, but there's no I, there's an X. <laughs> yeah. Is that your artist name? Your artist name, Diana Elise? Because your last name is Villar, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My last name is Villar, and then my middle name. Villar. Yeah. Well, no, you actually pronounced it right. Like I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In yes. Spanish, it is Villar. Like you use the double L's and you turn it. But um, yeah, I like Americanize it when I tell people. Yeah, that's my last name, and then Elise is my middle name, and it's kind of like my stage name or whatever okay cool like my creative name so yeah and then um but yeah instagram is probably the best way to like reach me if anybody mm -hmm. wants to like work on anything yeah cool and then look at the end of every podcast i uh ask uh because a podcast called as i say so it's about uh i learn it's kind of like a way for me to learn new slang and teach German slang in return. So I was wondering oh, okay. if, if you know any slang. Um, oh, I absolutely know slang. <laughs> yeah? Oh, yeah. cool. I like, I, I like speaking slang so much that I feel like sometimes people don't know what I'm saying half the time. Okay. Um, let me think of a really cool one. Uh, I, let me pull up the ones I, I, uh, I prepared. I've one. I think it's cool. Well, at least you have some that you prepared. I haven't prepared anything, so I kind of want to like give you a good one. Yeah, I like, I like, I like uh, getting people with this unexpectedly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So I don't know if this is slang though. Well, I know one part of it is. So, um, I like to say period a lot. Like, uh -huh. like if I'm just like agreeing with somebody, I'll be like, period, like that's it, period. <laughs> period, <laughs> yeah, that's, period. It. that's the end, period. <laughs> so, um, but I don't know if that counts. So I was going to say, like, to wrap up this podcast, like, that's the T on. That's the T. That's the T on period. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that's that, I guess that would be my little slang phrase sentence or whatever oh that's cool okay so <laughs> but i also heard that's a t when there's like um gossip or like gossip drama. yeah 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 yeah, yeah that, so so but i i i really like i really like that saying <laughs> that's the t. uh that's the t <laughs> but okay cool good too. period is like my favorite period yeah it's like a done like sentence yeah. that's like that's it that's it okay <laughs> Um, well, I have a German one, and it's, uh, so this one translates to, uh, well, then Poland is open, and it, it, the country, Poland, is open. Uh -huh. So in German, you say, dann ist Polen offen, and it's kind of, it's 
it's kind of like this pandemic. So it's uh it trans it's translates too well. The example they they gave this or have this description um, where they say, okay, you have you have two students and you're talking about, oh, I think um, I'd say Miss Johnson is going to have a pop up quiz next week, and then so you say, um, if that really happens, well then Poland is open and like all the bad things release. <laughs> I think uh, so. So it's it's kind of like in a sentence where uh, with this pandemic is like a bunch of bad things happen but it's negative it's kind of like the pandora box i see so like so you would use it to say like oh well then this is gonna be like bad things are coming kind of thing ba yeah bad things are com okay. coming poland is open poland. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> okay well i guess that says something for how uh the german people think about polish people <laughs> I think it's an old. I hope I don't like that's it's it's on it's on a, a like a, a website. So it's like because it in Germany you have like either something as historical, um, or something that's like yeah historical or uh, like you say something like uh, oh you're walking over my cookie, which means you are uh, like you're going on my nerves or something. Interesting. I always think European slang is interesting. I like had a couple of friends from the UK and I think one of the, I was like messing around with one of them and they said, oh, Gianna, you're like taking the piss. And I was like, what? That's disgusting. What are you talking about? And they're like, and they're like, oh, that just means like you're messing with me. Like you're taking the piss. And I was like, that is so weird. Like that is so weird. So, yeah. so like, I always think that is so interesting. And then, I mean, I feel like what Americans say is. Yeah. There, I mean, there's a, like American saying is, um, I think it just hits me sometimes. And then people like you, they just casually say something. I'm like, wait, you can't just casually say something and not expect me to ask what's going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this was a great chat, and I, um, I hope that we get to see each other again in in person sometime. And um, that, yeah, I look forward to what what you're going, what you're up to, what you're going what, where your career is going and i want to stay in touch with you and so i'm glad we have this conversation yeah. recorded <laughs> yeah me too this was a lot of fun this was really great thank you for thank you for being on here and um again you know i'm i'm a big fan of you and i don't think you should be uh worried what other people think it's like mm -hmm. i think it's good to be selfish and think hey i just like what i do and this is Part of what I do so if you like it like it. if you don't I don't you know that's that's just it <laughs> yeah no you're so right you're so right I really do need to think that way because yeah it's gonna hold me back from like doing awesome stuff if I don't so yeah and you already do awesome stuff and that's the tea oh, period, period. <laughs> yeah that's great that's great <laughs> thank you for having me this was a lot of fun Awesome. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you thinking that I'm cool enough to do something like this with because yeah, I was like, 
I listen to so many podcasts like all the time. So I'm like, I listen to them and I'm like, oh, these people's stories are so cool. Like they're doing such cool stuff and blah, 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 blah. And so like, I've been asked to interview twice. So you and then my friend Maggie interviewed me for the masquerade. And like the idea of like being asked to be interviewed to me was like, but I'm not cool enough. Like what the heck? Like this, this is so crazy. But see, we're our worst enemies. I know. I really know. So like, I appreciate you asking me to be a part of it. This was a lot of fun. Awesome. Cool. Well, see, see you again, hopefully soon. And, um, yeah, then, uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. I'm going to have another cup of coffee right after oh yeah same <laughs> same here <laughs> it's like 11 30. I, I drink coffee like throughout the day it's like all right it's about two it's time for an ice one <laughs> all right bye all right, thank bye. you thank you if you made this far thank you very much for tuning in to the as i say podcast Make sure you follow Diana and tell her she's doing great and that she needs to share more of her talent with her audience. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to stay tuned for another episode, you can follow us on Instagram as I say pod or just subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. And there's probably also somewhere like a notification button or something where you can press on it. And then whenever we have another episode coming out, I have a, um, it's like a bing sound, probably, probably not. Normally, I involve my brother, David. However, he's very busy with school in Germany. And um, so we will make sure that we'll have another episode this year. But uh, this week, I decided to just have another interview. And um, so next one will possibly or maybe be an interview or a conversation with my brother David so stay tuned but either way it's fine it, it's fun either way we'll have an episode for you <laughs> all right today actually I realized it's Thanksgiving week happy Thanksgiving if you're American and also not if you're in a foreigner in America like I am happy Thanksgiving to you as well you know how I like involving my friends in this episode as of the last one where I asked my friend Sam if he knows anything about e-commerce. So today we're talking about Thanksgiving and I'm involving my more than a friend, Camille Stewart. Hello, Camille. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. So how are you feeling about doing this jolly time? Uh... Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I love food. I'm obsessed with food, actually. And um, a lot of great cooks in my family. We all are very into the kitchen. We love it. We love the kitchen. So I'm always excited because we always all do a potluck kind of thing where you bring mm -hmm. something, bring special stuff. So it's always my favorite holiday. It's my yeah. number one favorite holiday for sure. And I'll be there tomorrow, too. I'm excited to share some of the food. I think for those people who don't ha or haven't experienced thanksgiving um i think the only thing they really know is turkeys from what they see on television i think that's what i remembered it is that are you going to have 
are we going to have a turkey tomorrow? Yes, probably. My dad normally deep fries a turkey, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but also traditionally, like old school, old school Thanksgiving has, um, they do like a roast goose mm-hmm. or duck. That was kind of how it started. It wasn't a, it wasn't always turkey. Um, so sometimes if we're feeling a little fancy, we'll have a duck. I think we're going to have a duck this year. I'm not totally sure. Um, I think we were trying to get a goose, but we're poor. So uh-huh. that's expensive. Yeah. So we're getting a duck, possibly. I'm not sure. Caleb's in charge of that. So Mm -hmm. we'll see about that. But that's usually my favorite part. Yeah. And I'm sorry you're dating a vegetarian during Thanksgiving. That's okay. I'm not worried about what you eat. I'm just worried about what I eat. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So I, the first, I think the first, like, or the best Thanksgiving I've had, they had this thing where it's like sweet potatoes. And then they had nuts on it, and it, like they did it half marshmallow, half nuts. What was that? That's a sweet potato casserole. That's funny that you had it with half marshmallow and half nuts because that's such a big like controversy uh-huh. in um, Thanksgiving, especially like there's like uh, the I think it's pecans, pecans is the pecans family, and then there's the uh, marshmallow families. We're a pecans family because I think that's better and it tastes better and it's not as lame as marshmallows like Mm -hmm. not lame eat it however you like marshmallows are fine that's good um i think a lot of people can see the marshmallows it's like that's like what you get in school lunch like when they do the thanksgiving special at Mm -hmm. school lunch that you get you get like a slab of sweet potato and some marshmallows on top and it's just kind of like silly and funny yeah i prefer pecans because I think you do too. Yeah, that's like great. Pecans. Yeah, and that's how I feel about that. It's definitely a controversy, though. That's like a debate among Thanksgiving. And we need more debates in this year. <laughs> I think we really do. I think that's we, what we've been lacking debates. I think this year has been lacking debates, and I frankly need more polarization in this <laughs> country. Uh, so, uh, okay, but. Just maybe like a brief overview of what Thanksgiving is. So there is a dark side to Thanksgiving too. Uh, do you have a like a brief introduction of what, what that is or like an idea? Well, it's kind of, I mean, we all know that when pilgrims came to America, they chewed out a lot of like Native Americans and took away their homes and mm-hmm. um, that kind of stuff. And that kind of was around the same time period that Thanksgiving started. That was when it began um, in the United States was around that same time period. But Thanksgiving itself, the first known, I guess, I think it's like the first like estimated, like historian estimated Thanksgiving was in the 1600s. And it actually wasn't like that. And that was a little bit later when um, things got really, like, bloody in between uh, pilgrims and the Native Americans. But before, it started as the Native Americans uh, basically helped some pilgrims through a winter. They fed them and helped them survive through a winter. And then through summer and spring, they taught them how to, or showed them, helped them, like, create their own farms and... Um, Mm. harvest and all that kind of stuff so when they had their farms they had a great harvest season which that's what that's what thanksgiving comes from Mm -hmm. um it's like it's like a harvest festival it's like a harvest um 
celebration. So it's like you have this great feast because we had a really great harvest. So that's the original one was after the Native Americans helped the pilgrims a lot through that winter. Mm -hmm. And then they celebrated together in Virginia in the 1600s. So that was like the first one. So that was uh, Native Americans and pilgrims celebrating together was Mm -hmm. the original Thanksgiving. And then after that, it got really dark. Dark. Yes. Yeah. But where did the marshmallow comes in? (laughs) (laughs) Wherever you want. I mean. Did the pilgrims bring them or um, the Native Americans? You know, marshmallows, (laughs) I I think those are definitely a 21st century thing. I don't know. I don't even know how you'd create a marshmallow in the 1600s. You'd you'd have to have like really strong arms. Hmm. Well, thank you for being here, giving me this introduction. I'm very excited for Thanksgiving again this year uh, with your family. And um, do you have anything to share? Do you have any slang term? Oh, God. <laughs> you caught me on the spot with that one. No, I don't know. I've told... Gosh, okay. I'm trying to think of like a holiday one. All right, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, and make sure you subscribe and make sure you stay safe and make sure you wear your mask and social distance and all that stuff. And stay warm. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. All right, see you next time. Bye. Yeah!